You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Glad it's settled. If it's not settled in your life, you need to get it settled and accept the Lord. But it, uh, it is settled. Let's go ahead and look at our Bibles again. Uh, this passage of Scripture, John chapter number 20. We're going to go back to verse number 1. And we're going to read all the way back down to verse number 15. Uh, I might go a little bit farther, but uh, I just want you to, to sense the, the, the setting of what is, what is going on at this event. <clears throat> so John chapter 20, verse 1. The first day of the week, that Sunday, cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth, and cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple, and came to the sepulcher. So they both ran together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulcher. Now, uh, look at me for a second. Here you have the other, the other disciple is John. John is the one writing and just like a man, he had to tell, I won. Uh, but I'm not going to brag. I'm not going to give my name. Uh, I, just the other disciple. But uh, it's just comical. I read this passage, and he's like, well, I got to the sepulcher first. I beat Peter. Uh, you know, Peter was that one that was first in everything. Uh, he was always the first listed. So it was probably a big deal to beat Peter at anything. Uh, and so here uh, we see that he did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. Verse 5, and he stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went not he in. Uh, then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie. And the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself, then went in that also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. Now, verse number 9, it said, For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. It wasn't that they didn't know that he was going to rise from the dead. They just hadn't put two and two together. They... The Lord had given them instruction. He had told them that that was going to be the case. Uh, Matthew 20, verse 17 to 19, Matthew 27, uh, Mark chapter 10. We see that there were other events where the Lord had instructed them uh, about his coming. Uh, verse number 10, it says, Then the disciples went away again unto their own home, but Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher, and seeth two angels in white, sitting, the one on the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? And she saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. Now notice here, Peter and John had already gone in. They had already looked in. They didn't see the angels. But Mary, when 
she stoops and she looks in, the angels were there. Not only were the angels there, there was a conversation that was had. And here they, they, they have this discourse, verse 14. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus saith unto her, Mary, and she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. We find here this interaction. This interaction that Mary had with first the angels, the interaction that she follows with, with the Lord. And now as that interaction is, is taking place, the, the, the angels ask, Jesus, or ask Mary a question, woman, why weepest thou? Why are you crying? She turns and she sees Jesus. And Jesus looks at her, woman, why weepest thou? I look at my wife and say, woman, why weepest thou? <laughs> uh, but here there was this interaction. There was an interaction and the angels, as well as the Savior, asked her the same question. Why weepest thou? And that's the title of the message tonight. Why weepest thou? Why weepest thou? And let's pray together. Father, I pray that you'd help us as we look into this passage of Scripture. And Lord, there are so many things that we can learn, so many things that we will not even begin to touch. Yet I do pray that you would meet with us. Lord, there are people that are here that have reason to weep. There are people that are struggling. There are people that have burdens on their mind and in their heart. And uh, Lord, there, there are people that are watching online and would love to be here in your house today. Uh, but Lord, we, we all have a reason to cry. And I, I come before you this morning, just or this evening, just wanting to help our people. And I pray that you would give us insight and wisdom as we open your word. Uh, teach us tonight, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. That remark, why weepest thou? Uh, and here this is resurrection morning. This is resurrection. This is uh, the, the Lord has risen again. This day had been prophesied of. Uh, this day had been taught about. The believers had heard the Lord teach and to tell them that he was going to rise again that third day. Uh, and, but now it's here. Uh, the Lord had been crucified, the, and their world has been turned upside down. Everything that the followers of Christ, they had been following Jesus, and now all of a sudden they witness all of these events that take place in this week of the Passion and the events uh, that they had seen, and their world is turned upside down. The one that they follows, uh, followed had been taken away, and they witnessed his crucifixion and his death. Hope was lost. Heart was lost. Have you ever had your heart in something and then lose heart? 
You know, it's hard to get it back again, isn't it? It's hard to restir that. And that's where they're at. Their heart had been, their heart had failed. Their hope was lost. But this uh, was soon to change. It was going to change. The brokenness is going to come to a time of glory. The time of hurt and heartache is going to come to a time of rejoicing. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be flipped. And they're going to recognize that Jesus was not in the grave and it wasn't that somebody stole him. But they're not there yet. But that time's coming. The appearance and the revelation of the risen Savior is in their future. They haven't got there yet, so they're still weeping. There's still the hurt. There's still that loss that they're experiencing. And Mary here is at the tomb. And as she is at that tomb and she is weeping, that statement is made, Why weepest thou? Why weepest thou? Now, weeping here uh, is a little bit different. Weeping and cry, they come from uh, the same uh, root word. Uh, but the root here is, is a word uh, that clio, uh, uh, and it means to cry profusely. You know, there's a difference between crying and crying profusely. There's a different difference between a tear falling down your eyes and being broken and just sobbing and sorrowing. And here we find uh, this is the condition that Mary was in. Uh, she was crying profusely. It is to cry profusely from, uh, from sadness or distress. And that is uh, the literal teaching uh, of that root word. And so Mary was grieving so greatly of the events uh, of the past few days, the arrest of Jesus Christ, the false trial, the beating, the scourging, the crucifixion, uh, the death on the cross, the hurried burial without even the opportunity to properly uh, care for the body before he was buried. That's why she brought spices, uh, because they, they had to hurriedly get him off of the cross and bound up, because he could not be on the cross uh, on uh, uh, the Sabbath, the high Sabbath day. Uh, so uh, here, uh, there was so much, and she's weeping, and now the body of the Savior was gone. The angel speaks to her, the two angels, and they ask her, why weepest thou? Why weepest thou? And I've got a few things that I want to uh, point out. You know, when we are, why weepest thou? If we were in her place, or even just in our own place, why weepest thou? Why, why is it that we hurt? Why, or why is it that we come to that uh, place where we weep uh, like that? First of all, I want you to see, uh, why weepest thou? Uh, we have been hurt. That's why we weep. We have been hurt. Now, Mary Magdalene was not one who was attacked, but she was still hurt. She was hurt in the situation. Uh, the hurt doesn't necessarily have to be us, but we hurt when others we love are hurting. Uh, when, when others hurt, uh, we hurt. Uh, and, you know, uh, with that, uh, there, there are people 
uh, there are a lot of people who are experiencing hurt in their lives. People we know, people we love, people we care about. Uh, and with that, uh, there's hurt. Why is it that we weep? We weep because we hurt. Maybe we hurt because we have an issue, but many times it's we hurt because somebody else is hurting. We hurt. Uh, we, we now have, have uh, internalized that injury, that hurt, because somebody else uh, is hurting. That hurt is internalized. Jesus has been mistreated. The perfect, holy, sinless Son of God has been wronged. He has been wounded. He has been hurt. He has been uh, crucified. Uh, the abuse, the rumors, the maligning of the Holy One, uh, this has created a hurt in Mary. And now she is hurting. Uh, and because of that hurt, uh, she, is, she is weeping. She is Excuse me. Uh, so Jesus has been crucified. He has been buried, and his body has been stolen away. And the angels are saying, "Why weepest thou?" She wept because she hurt. We weep. Why? Because we hurt. Why do we weep? Secondly, because we don't understand. We don't understand. You know, there are a lot of things in life that we don't get. There's no way to wrap our mind around the why. Look with me at verse number 13, John 20. <clears throat> Talking about the angels, and they say unto him, Woman, why weepest thou? And she saith unto him, uh, them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. Here, there was, there was a misunderstanding. She was, she was saying, what's going on? She could not wrap her mind around what had taken place. She couldn't wrap her mind around uh, what was taking place in her life. Uh, it's not supposed to be this way. And she looked and said, they have taken away uh, my Lord. Uh, so now what do we find? We find this projection of guilt uh, that someone, uh, these individuals, they have taken away my Lord. There wasn't anybody that took away the Lord. That wasn't a reality. There was no truth to that, but because of the hurt, then there is that projection. And because we don't understand, we see here that uh, they, they were hurting. It's not supposed to be this way. Uh, this someone, somewhere, some who, something happened here that, that uh, uh, brought about this situation. And she was unaware of what was going on. When we don't understand the what, when we don't understand the why, when we don't understand a purpose in uh, things that have not worked out, it creates hurt. And here the result of that hurt was weeping. It was that crying. She was, she was broken. That guilt was projected on others. Her misunderstanding caused her to see somebody as the enemy. She didn't even know who they were, but they took the Lord's body. There, that was just that natural response. There's hurt. I'm hurting. So what do I do with that hurt? Now I've got to project that. Uh, they have taken away my Lord. They did this. It's their fault that I hurt. You know what? There is a sovereign plan of God. There's a sovereign plan of God. 
God knows exactly what's coming into our life. He knows everything that we're going to face. And here, uh, this, this, uh, her, understand, her not understanding, we don't understand. Uh, uh, she was saying, because they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid them. Uh, thirdly, we see that there was a misunderstanding. Look at verse 14. And we ha- when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus and knew not that it was Jesus. Now, she's looking at the Lord and she doesn't recognize it's him. Now, that causes me to stop and think. When the disciples were on the Mount of Transfiguration, they knew that it was Jesus. When Jesus was transfigured into his glorified body, they knew that it was Jesus. Matter of fact, they knew that it was Elijah. They even recognized Moses. They hadn't seen Moses and Elijah, but there was an awareness of who they were. They knew who Jesus was. He was transfigured into his glorified body. I don't think in this passage that he had a different glorified body. But her condition did not allow her to see what was there. You know, when we're hurt, we don't see clearly. We don't see clearly. You remember the the disciples on their road to Emmaus? The Lord appeared to them. And here, they they were discussing what had gone on. But they did not recognize the Lord either. In his glorified body. Yet, on this Sunday night... Uh, that Mary now does not see Jesus, she sees Jesus, does not recognize who he is, uh, rec- thinks he's the gardener, he's in his glorified body, but that night he's going to appear to the apostles and they all will know that it was Jesus. They will recognize him. He will appear to above 500 people and they will sense and know that it was the Lord. You know what that tells me? That tells me when we are in a time of turmoil, we don't see things clearly. We don't see things like we think that we see things. Uh, it said in verse 14, and they knew not that it was, uh, and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? And she, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. You see, she knew not. No matter how close we are, there are things that will still be misunderstood. She was close to the Lord. Yet there was still a misunderstanding that was here. In her condition, she was not able to recognize the Lord. She, re, she mistook the Lord for the, uh, the gardener. Uh, so Mary here did not know that it was the Lord. Uh, and our spiritual condition impacts our perception. Let me say that again. Our spiritual condition impacts our perception. Uh, Our spiritual condition not only impacts our perception, it impacts our understanding. Our spiritual condition impacts our perspective. 
It is, there is a reality here. And this, this uh, lady, she was, uh, she was hurt. She was broken. Uh, and it was, a, it was broken out of a love for the Savior. Yet in this time, uh, there were some misunderstandings uh, that were there. So what do, we, what do we find? How do we get beyond that? Uh, why weepest thou? Well, we're hurt. Uh, why weepest thou? Uh, there, is, uh, there is not just the hurt. There is the misunderstanding. And then there, uh, that uh, we don't understand. We, there's the misunderstanding. Uh, but then I want you to see that a little time with the Lord brought understanding. She was in his presence all but a sentence and a half. And one word from Jesus here, after she basically accuses him of taking the body of the Savior, he calls her by her name. Look at verse number 16. In verse number 16, And Jesus saith unto her, Mary. And she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. You know what we've got to do? When there is the time of the hurt, when there is the time of the misunderstanding, when we just don't know what's going on, you know what we've got to do? We've got to turn to the Lord. We've got to listen to his voice and hear his voice. Jesus is speaking he calls her by name, and in doing so, all of a sudden, everything is settled. Everything is put in proper perspective. But until that point, she was, she was out of control. Until this point, she was in a place of, uh, of hurt and brokenness. She heard uh, his voice, and he asked her a question. Uh, at first, uh, uh, he he asked her a question, why weepest thou, and whom seekest thou? And she didn't get it. But as soon as there was that, that name, she, uh, he called her by, by name. You see, the Lord is one who brings understanding in the time of hurt. He's the only one that can bring understanding in a time of hurt. He's the only one that can bring hope in a time of hurt. He is the only one that can bring healing in a time of hurt. And here we find Mary uh, in a place where she is broken, and yet uh, the Lord, the angels ask her, why weepest thou? Uh, the Lord asks her, why weepest thou? And she had a legitimate injury. She had a legitimate hurt. Yet in this, the Lord is trying to get her beyond just the hurt and see that he had a plan. You know, when you and I are in distress or when we are brokenhearted or when we are sorrowing, when we're weeping, we need to listen to his voice. We need to allow him to untangle uh, the situation. Mary thought that someone had broken into the tomb. Mary thought that someone had robbed the grave. Mary thought that uh, her sorrow was the result of somebody else's actions. But it wasn't. Take your Bibles, go with me to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> you see, the crucifixion, the false trial, the, the process of the Lord being 
uh, crucified and dying on that cross, it wasn't the Roman soldier's fault. It wasn't some political agenda or even a religious agenda. Acts chapter 2, verse 23. The Bible says, Him, talking about Jesus, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have ye crucified and slain. What do we find here? God has a plan. God has a plan. And in God's plan, there is hurt. In God's plan, there are things that we're not going to get. In God's plan, there is going to be misunderstanding. In God's plan, we're, we're going to have uh, times where we just don't get what is going on, why what's happening is happening. But we have to tr get to a place where we trust that God's still in control. Let me ask you a question tonight. Is God in control? He is. He was in control every moment of every event. And you know what? He's still in control. He's still in control of every moment. He's still in control of every event. He still knows what's going on in our world and in our life. And he looks at Someone that he cared about, and he said, why weepest thou? It wasn't that he was demeaning her for crying. It wasn't that he was demeaning the hurt. He was trying to get her to be in a place of trust. You hear that? It's the baptistry. Brother Billy, can you take care of that for me? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, it's on a timer, and the timer must be off. <laughs> uh, so here, what do we find? we find? We find that God is a God who has a plan. You know what? When we can't understand, we got to trust the one that does know. He knows. He knows everything that's going on. The angels, when they said, why, woman, why weepest thou? They weren't looking at her callously like, what's wrong with you? Why are you crying over this? It's no big deal. No, it is a big deal. The Savior had been uh, crucified. Uh, the Lord looks at Mary. Uh, he's not looking at her thinking, why are you crying? What do you, what, I mean, this is just spilled milk. I mean, I was just crucified, you know. Uh, she, he wasn't looking at her like that. That wasn't the issue. The issue was, why weepest thou? Don't you trust me? Don't you trust me? I've got this under control. This was part of the plan. We go back to Titus 1-2. In hope of eternal life, which God promised before the world began. God, God had a plan before he ever created this world. And you know what? The whole process of Christ's crucifixion, his resurrection, it was part of that plan. Why weepest thou? Just trust me. I got it. I got it. You know what? We've got to trust him. He's got it. When things come into our life we don't get, we don't understand, hey, Lord, you knew this was coming. I didn't know it was coming. It wasn't on my radar, but it was on your radar. 
It wasn't in my plan, but it was in your plan. And, and here we just have to uh, trust the Lord. God has a plan. We might not like it. We might not understand it. Uh, but God's presence helps bring understanding. It helps bring faith. And it helps bring trust. And you and I have got to look to him. And you and I have to listen to his voice. And in doing so, it settles. Doesn't take away all the hurt, but it settles that unknowing the purpose of what's going on. We've got to trust Him. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the Word of God and the power that's here. Uh, Lord, thank you for the truths that we see. And I pray that you would help each and every one of us, Lord, as Mary came to this place in her life, as she was saying goodbye uh, to a Savior that she loved, she couldn't understand what was going on, uh, yet you were always in control. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, just to trust you when we can't see it in our own life. I pray that you'd help us, Lord, just to have a, a faith, a trust, that confidence, Lord, uh, in you. So help us to draw to you. Help us to listen. Speak to hearts. Give us what we need tonight, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.